Now, it's time for 2010 National Sports Writer of the Year, Peter King, from MMQB on the NFL on TuneIn. Peter, as always, we appreciate you taking the time. So J.J. Watt undeniably is on his way to the Hall of Fame, but considering he's missed so many games the last couple years with the back injury, now the leg injury, is it fair to wonder about his football future? I think it's very fair to wonder about it. Uh, you know, you look at you look at J.J. Watt, and to me, I, I would agree with you. I mean, somebody asked me the other day, so what happens if he never plays another game? Is he a Hall of Fame player? And I said, boy, that's – I think what, what you have to look at is, you know, Terrell Davis. So Terrell Davis has three great years, three all-time years, and then a pretty good year, and that's it. And I mean, he played some other games, but that's the extent of his career, and he was voted into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. You know, J.J. Watt had five, I'd say four mega-impact years. Okay, better at all, all in all, all things considered, that uh, at, in those four years than Terrell Davis was in his four, although Davis was tremendous. And, and uh, you know, three times he's defensive player of the year, Watt is. And so I, I don't know what's going to happen to him, but the fact that, uh, that he basically is going to miss 11 games this year after missing um, – after missing 13 games last year, you know, then you start to say to yourself, okay, he's going to, over a two-year period, he's going to play in one quarter of his team's games, and he's going to have a devastating injury to come back from in 2018. I think it's fair to ask uh, whether, and he, and he was not playing at his level this year that he played at the last couple of years. So, or that he played at, in like in fourteen or fifteen. So, my only, I, 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 I think his his claim to immortality is fair, but is he going to be great again? I, I think that's up for debate. Peter, good to hear from you as usual. Um, Adrian Peterson, um, I, I know he's he's at the father time in the game of football life now, and and many are writing him off because he's thirty two years old. The injuries that he's had. How big of a move is this for Adrian Peterson's career as he actually walks his way out of the league over the next few years to be able to leave from a New Orleans Saints team that's not really favoring backs the way they once did when they had their Super Bowl run to now being a part of an Arizona team where he's really needed because David Johnson gone is gone as well as Chris Johnson? Yeah, well, you know, Cordell, I, I look at the Cardinals right now, and they are – Without David Johnson, they're the worst running team in the league right now. They have been awful. They've been just awful. And so my, my question about, uh, about Adrian Peterson, okay, he's 32 years old. His last great game was 23 months ago, late in the 2015 season, when he was 30 and a half years old. And now he's 32 and a half years old. So I'm not, I'm not saying he's finished, but I'm saying that he's not going into a great situation. He's going into a situation where their running game has been stuck in cement and their, their run blocking is quite suspect. So, uh, I mean, you know, could he be great? Could he make a great impact? I, I, I mean, I guess he could. I think the odds are stacked against him.
Peter King, MMQB is our guest every Tuesday and then Sunday. Please join us on First and Goal. Upgrade the TuneIn Premium right now for seven hours of commercial-free live listen-ins around the league. Peter, we have the memo from Commissioner Roger Goodell with the quote, everyone should stand for the national anthem. Is this the precursor to the NFL adopting the NBA's rule that everyone's going to have to be mandated to stand for the anthem? Um, well, I think that's a complicated answer, but in a simple answer, the answer is yes. But I think that this is not simply that kind of, that kind of issue, because I believe that Goodell and the owners next Tuesday are going to reach out to the players and say, we're going to give you X, Y, and Z if you'll stand for the anthem. It's a slippery slope. It really is. Uh, because I do think that if players uh, continue to go on this path and you know ratings are going down, but not just for the anthem reasons, but for other reasons too, if you continue to go down this path, in my opinion, you are... Uh, you know, as players, you're going to start to see anyway some advertisers jumping off the ship. And if they start jumping off the ship, you then have to ask yourself whether that's worth it because then the potential implications on the salary cap are big. And so, you know, I think players, because to me, Brian, Players uh, starting on September 12th, Roger Goodell, Malcolm Jenkins, and several uh, activist players met in Philadelphia, and they began to discuss what can we do to help you with your causes that you find important. And the fact is, when that happened, the NFL started was sending out an olive branch to say, we're willing to do something. We will help you with this, with your causes. Now, I think the, the owners are going to say, okay, we'll help you with your causes. But if we help you with your causes, we need a full buy-in on standing for the anthem. And that, I think, is going to be difficult because there are some players who I don't think they're going to respond well to this. And, you know, like, will Marshawn Lynch automatically stand? I doubt it. So then what will the league do if they adopt this thing? Will they give them a couple of fines and then maybe suspend them? They might. I, I You know, so... This is really a developing story, and I don't know what's going to happen. Ultimatums are never good when you're dealing with grown men, especially men who are making well over a million bucks a year. But you can also have conversations that I think can get to that place of resolution. But speaking of a, of, of a player that's really playing good football, and, and I don't think no one's talking about it enough, Alex Smith. How yeah. good is he right now, Peter, when it comes down to the things that he's accomplished and also had to overcome, whether it's through the draft pick that they've picked up uh, with Kansas City with the young kid Patrick Mahomes, to putting up 11 touchdowns in the air, one on the ground, and, and numbers are about as good as it can get, similar to, comparable to what Matt Ryan did last year when he became the MVP, having 12 touchdowns and 69% passer completion, but now you have Alex Smith with 77. I mean, I, I guess I would... Here's, here's the thing I would say, Cordell. I mean, as impressive as his completion percentage is, his completion percentage paired with 8.8 yards per attempt. I mean, 8.8 yards per attempt is Dan Fouts' area, you know, is, is, a, is the area of quarterbacks who throw the ball downfield well. 
consider. I, was, I looked this up earlier today, so I, I, I've got it. Consider that this is Alex Smith's fifth year in Kansas City. In his previous four years, his average yards uh, per attempt, okay, which is a, a stat that, that NFL teams really treat as gospel, 6.8, 7.2, 7.6, 7.0 last year. Okay, and, you know, so now you look at it, and to go up to 8.8, it's a gigantic jump for him, and that means that he understands to keep this job or to get a big contract somewhere else, he better start throwing the ball downfield more efficiently and more accurately. That's exactly what he's done. Peter, tremendous information as always. Enjoy the rest of your week. We'll chat with you Sunday on NFL First and Goal on TuneIn Premium. Great to be with you guys. Thank you. You've been listening to No Huddle with Brian Weber and former Steelers quarterback Cordell Slash Stewart live on the NFL on TuneIn. 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown. The National Football League is on TuneIn.